What is up guys and welcome back to Coffee with Kels. Today we have a super special guest. This is my roommate's um, older cousin and also somebody who I think is my IG twin and honestly just a super awesome person. Um, today we have Blakely! Yay! Hi everyone! <laughs> and today we're going to talk about just kind of post-college life and what that looks like. Um, specifically in Blakely's life and she's going to give some really good advice and then we're going to talk about singleness because I mean we're both single yeah so yeah let's just jump right into it the very first question I have for Blakely is what does your life look like post-college and how is the Lord working in your life currently okay yeah so um first of all I'm 25 years old the intro questions that's okay. We, we can, do that really fast. We can just keep it going. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm 25, um, and I actually just got a new job um, working at a different company in the real estate industry. Um, and so kind of what that looks like in my life currently is I go to work all the time, and in my free time, I also um, volunteer in our student ministry at the church that I go to. Um, and it's really awesome for me, and it's kind of the way that I am able to serve the church um, and be able to give back to the Lord and help build the kingdom. So that is what that looks like for me. Um, I would say currently how the Lord, how the Lord is working in my life um, is that I'm coming out of a season of honestly feeling really lost and feeling like I don't know. Um, I feel like I didn't know for the longest time, like what it actually meant to like trust Jesus fully and completely, even though I did. And like, I had already accepted him as my savior. Um, I think for a long time, I always put distance between the Lord and I, because I was really afraid of showing him who I really was because I felt like I wasn't good enough to be with him. Um, I felt like I wasn't good enough to be in a relationship with him. Um, I probably felt like I didn't, um, feel like I was good enough to be in his presence. And so, um, kind of this whole, I feel like all in 2022, um, I really learned what it meant to find my identity, um, and my worth in Jesus instead of finding it in the world. Because I think in today's society, um, if we are not portraying ourselves in the best light, we don't have the best hair, the best clothes, you know, we don't always look done up. Um, I, or, you know, we don't have the attention of guys or we're not getting the validation that everyone else is getting that we see on social media, then we're not worth anything. And that's just not the case. So I feel like right now, just in a really like sweet spot with Jesus where it's, I'm able to go to him more. Um, and I feel like I go to him more often with things that I struggle with, or even things that I, that I'm not struggling with and that I just, I don't know. I just feel like I, I talk to, I, I pray to him more than I probably ever have. Um, so for sure. Couldn't have said this a year ago, um, which is really exciting. That is exciting. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you like the regular questions. Okay. Close up really fast. Okay. Blakely, where are you from? When did you give your life to Jesus? And then what's your go-to coffee order? Okay. So I am from Conway, Arkansas. Um, yep. Uh, slay. Actually, not really, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> a slight slay. A slight slay. Um, when did I give my life to Jesus? So I actually have a, I feel like I have a weird testimony, but, um, only because I thought that I had given my life to the Lord when I was little. 
um, because I went to church with my best friend and her family all the time and that they had talked a lot about the gospel, but obviously as like an eight year old, I fully didn't understand what it meant to actually follow Jesus, but I knew that I wanted to because I think that's what everyone was expecting at the time. Um, and so I was quote saved unquote, but, um, I really didn't fully give my life to Jesus until my freshman year of college. So, yeah. Awesome. And then what's your go-to coffee order, go-to coffee place? Okay. Uh, it depends because Starbucks is convenient, but I'm like, I, it's not my favorite place. It's not the best. Yeah. I mean, I'm an anti-Starbucks for most of the time. Yeah. Um, it's just convenient. I love Onyx. And if I go to Onyx, I want an Onyx Delight with um, oat milk. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to Seven Brew, <laughs> excuse me, um, then I want... What do I normally get there? I feel like I, I switch it up, but typically I get a blondie with oat milk. Mm-hmm. They said cap. It's true now that I'm here. When I'm at home and Starbucks is my only option, I'm going to get Starbucks. But now that I'm here, I don't ever get Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks is convenient, but it's not like my first, it's not my go-to. It's not my go-to anymore. It used to be because that was all I, that was my only yeah. option, but I literally work at Locals now. Starbucks. <gasps> I do love Locals. I forgot that you work there. Yeah. And I, it's like a whole new ball game now with like coffee and me. I do. It's, I feel I like do. I've just like leveled up. I like their, um, oh my gosh, all, honestly, all of their coffees are good. It's pretty good. Like, okay, it's really good, actually. My locals people, if you're listening to this, I love you. It's the best, and I, it's plug. like the best job, and I love it. I do love locals. It's just on the other side it's of far. town from me. Technically, it's by my job, um, but sometimes it's kind of, I should. I'll do it. You just got to send me your work schedule. Yeah, I will. I'll be like, quickly, these are the days that I'm working. Come see me. Pull up in the locals. Yeah, please. And tip me in a good. Please. Thank you. Gotcha. Tip us all good if you come to locals. Anyways. So, Blakely, since you've... I feel like you've been through... You've been through sorority rush. You just went through all of college. Yeah. And you know, we're ba- like we're babies at this. Yeah. So I feel like you would be the best person to just ask for like general college advice um, advice on how to stay faithful in college, about advice about how to stay true to yourself in college, yeah. balance the, like balance all of the things. Like give us the rundown on that. Since okay. You've been through all of it. Um so because I didn't give my life to the Lord in college or until I came to college, um, I feel like when I first arrived on the University of Arkansas's campus, I was I told myself, you know what, you're gonna reinvent yourself, you're gonna be a new person, you're gonna be the person that you wanted to be coming into college. Um, and I didn't want, I like wanted to shed my, my high school self, which was kind of timid, like didn't really talk to people. Um, I had friends, but I wouldn't, I hate saying this word, but I wasn't necessarily popular. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew everyone and everyone knew who I was, but they didn't actually. Exact same way. Exactly. They didn't, but they didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And so in college I made it my mission to one, be friends with literally anyone that I could and to just say yes to a lot of things, um, especially because hindsight is always twenty twenty. As an adult and as you start getting older and you're moving out of your college classes and into the real, real world, um, you find yourself having less and less time to do the things that you want to and like really investing in friendships and community. Um, and so one, I would just say, Get involved in as many things as you can, um, especially if you are in Greek life. Um, but if you're not in Greek life, first of all, it's not the end of the world. Um, but I would just find a ton of things on campus to get involved with just because 
one, it always is going to look good on a resume. And two, um, especially with as you get older and you're, as you're moving out of college, you are going to want to build your network. And so being able to know people um, really can help you in like the real world when it comes to getting a job, but also just you want to have good fun memories from college. Um, and while you need to study, and that is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, it's also important that you are taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health, and that you are allowing yourself to have fun and not be so rigid in structure and schedule all the time, um, because you can for sure go into that lane in college. Yeah, that was something that was, like, I guess, like, the most, like, shocking thing to me was how hard it was going to be to balance it all. Yeah. Because, I mean, at home, like, I always had a job, but it was, like, wake up, school, job, bed. Like, that was yeah. it. Because in, like, high school, you just don't really ever have, like, homework or anything. So, I didn't. Yeah. Like, high school was so yeah. easy for me. And so, now I'm, like, here, and I'm, like, well, like, I actually have, like, things to do. Yeah. Even though, like, you're not in class all the time, there is a lot of things to do. So, I feel like people going into college, like... You, like, you don't believe it when your high school teachers tell you, like, it's not going to be this easy in college, but it's really not. Like, it's way more difficult. But also, you, like, you have the freedom to manage your time the way that you see fit, um, which could be a good thing and a bad thing. For me, it was a bad thing learning at first because I wanted to do all the fun things and realized very quickly that school was really starting to suffer. Um, And so you have, like... Life is all about balance, um, especially being a believer in college, um, because you're trying to balance, like, how do you share the gospel in the organizations that you're a part of, um, but still also have fun and make friends, um, because you don't want to be, you don't want to be seen as someone who's shoving religion down people's throats, and you want to be loving and accepting the way that Jesus, you know, did to other people, um, and that he still is to other people, but... You also want to be able to set clear boundaries with yourself um, and have a good core community group um, that you are growing and doing life with. So there is always the balance that you are going to have to deal with. So Yeah, that's so true. I, that's like something I wish people would have told me. That was something that I didn't realize that I was going to go through was like so much change and I almost feel like it was a little bit like traumatizing. Like I was yeah. like, whoa, like it's just, it is crazy. So do prepare yourself for that. But yeah. It's good to, like, hear that, you know, that it does get better and you can figure it out because right now, or especially at the beginning, it felt, like, really confusing. It was a struggle. And I would say, too, especially if um, being close to Jesus and, like, following Jesus closely and intimately is something that you obviously want and you're striving for. Um, my biggest thing is to get connected with a small group as soon as you can, um, and get connected to a church because they're going to be able to pour into you more than ever before. And honestly, um, just growing up like kind of around church, but not necessarily in the church. Um, I fully didn't understand what it looked like to actually walk with Jesus until I came to college, until I got involved in a small group and in a church who loved me, poured into me and wanted to see me do great things for the kingdom and so that's also super important too that was i think the like one thing that like i could always look for like forward to is like going to church on wednesdays or like no like going to my small group on tuesdays and knowing like i was going to be around people that were going to be like you know like positive impacts on me because then you go to you know different like you go to different classes and like sorority things and there'll be people there that are pouring into you positively but also people that were pouring into me 
negatively. Yeah. And so it's good to like have that like as like a no matter like no matter what's happening, like I can go there and like yeah. I know you're going to be around good people. Exactly. And you also always want to like be cautious of who you're allowing to have influence in your life. Um, because I remember there were like quite a few times that in college and I mean, there were certain people that I wanted to be friends with, but I ultimately knew maybe that wasn't going to be a good fit because we had different life paths that we, that we were on. And that's totally fine. Like some people, honestly, they're not. And I think that we all have to remember that some people aren't going to accept you, um, for following Jesus. Um, but it's not because it's you, it's because they are ignoring Jesus as a whole. Um, and so that's totally okay. Just like remember to keep, um, the mindset of loving them the way that Jesus loves you because we all deserve second chances and we all deserve, we actually, no, we don't, we don't deserve the grace and the second chances that we have gotten, um, from the Lord, but it's just always good to remember that. But it is really important to remember, um, who you're allowing to speak life, um, or yeah, who you're allowing to speak life into you. And if it's anything that is like of the world, I would just like be really cautious with it because it's always going to like steer you down the wrong path versus walking with Jesus and being surrounded by people who are also pursuing Jesus at the same time. They're going to um, push you towards righteousness and holiness. So yeah. And you still want to love and meet people where they're at, Mm -hmm. which is the most important thing. We talked about, um, in our small group one day, like planting seeds, like you can just be kind to somebody and they're going to remember that you're kind. Yeah. And then if they think about it one day, they'll remember that the reason that you're kind is because you're kind because Jesus was kind. Yeah. And so even if like, it's not necessarily your like, I don't know. It's not necessarily, you don't have to see the fruit, but you can plant the seed. Yeah. And it's like, you don't always have the right to the fruit. So just do your part. And if you don't see the fruit of what you're doing, then I feel like that's, I mean, it's. You're still doing kingdom you're still work. Doing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like, along with the planting seed thing, um, I think about this a lot too, especially with doing student ministry and leading a, a small group of ninth grade girls. Um and I tell them a lot too of you may plant a seed, but sometimes it takes that seed seven times to like be planted for fruit to ever start to grow. And so, like you said, don't get discouraged if, if you aren't seeing any fruits being produced um, from the seed that you planted. Sometimes like on, we're not going to see it on this side of heaven, um, but it's still just a great reminder that like what we do and how we treat other people um, is just one to be a reflection of Christ, but also um, it's ultimately for the Lord. So, yeah, don't be selfish with your seat planning. Facts. Um, okay, how do you think coming out of college has just like affected your mindset? Because I feel like it's very like like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. So yeah. like, when you're in it, it's hard to like see the big picture. But now that you're out of it, like, what do you like? How do you just think it's affected you so it's really funny because growing up I always felt like I had this plan of what my life was going to look like um I always thought that you know by the time that I was 22 I would like find I would meet the love of my life and we would fall in love and we would get married and then we would start having children and first of all that is very unrealistic like most people don't meet their their significant other until later on in life um I think statistics talk about 
people not actually getting married and starting to have children until like their late 20s. Um, and as a 25 year old, I'm like, well, that gives me a little bit of hope. But as someone who was born and raised in Arkansas, um, whose entire family, um, like has been married multiple times, divorced multiple times, um, and then coming to the university of Arkansas and then being involved in a church, there are so many people who one expect you to get married like immediately or like to meet the love of your life while you're in college because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and the amount of weddings that I have been to already is crazy. Like it is absolutely nuts. And I love all of my friends who are married. So if any of them ever listen to this, I love you all. Um, but for a long time, like it was really hard because I obviously crave companionship. I want to, I don't want to be single um, because I desire to be married one day. Um, but for so long, I focused on the relationship with another person instead of like what I'm supposed to be doing right now in this season of life. Um, and so because of that, I think that I settled a lot for not great relationships. Um, and not that the guys that I had dated or had a fling with or talk, I hate the term talking. talking? Oh it makes it literally is cringe. It is cringe. <laughs> you are not okay. Literally, Kelsey, you and I are talking right now. We are talking right now. If you are talking to someone, you're dating them. Like if you are going on dates, like it doesn't mean that you're exclusive. Like you can go on dates. With people. With people. But if you're dating them, if they're taking but you're, you out, yeah, you're, you're dating going, them. Exactly. But I'm also like, if a guy is only texting you and like not trying to make plans with you, let's reevaluate that. But that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we need to like move past... We need to like actually hang out in person and like... Y'all hear this? Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, <laughs> as... But so like for right now... Um, honestly, again, this, you've asked me to do this at a, at a really good time because I'm very content with where I'm at in life. Like I feel like in the past year has been a lot of almost like getting to a point that I'm just like comfortable with where I'm at. Not necessarily like I'm not ready for change because I am, um, but I'm not dwelling on my singleness as much because singleness is not a, is not a disease. Hear me when I said that singleness is not a disease. It is something that a lot of people envy, um, especially those who have been married for a long time. They're like, oh man, you just get to do whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, because I have no one to answer to, like no one that I had to check in with all the time. I don't have children. I don't even have pets. Yes, I don't have pets. But should get some. Okay, but listen, I'm a very busy gal. And so I don't have time for a pet or else I would get one. One day. <laughs> one day. Did you just laugh at me? Yeah. Was that a laugh or a sneeze? It was a laugh. Oh, it was a little bit of both. You should you should see me back here. I'm like Yeah, she's giving all kinds of she's giving face. Are you making fun of me? No, I'm praising no, you. She's oh. like when you said when you said something about a boy or being married right now, I said Yeah, literally. Um I'm trying to think. Oh. But because of that, um, I feel like now transitioning into like being more content with where I'm at in life, 
I'm not dwelling on the fact that I'm not in a relationship because it's not my defining characteristic. Oh, slay. Yeah. It's not. Because if my if I'm being defined by my singleness, then where is Jesus in it all? Like, I'm not going to be defined by another person except the Lord. And if you feel like I have to be in a relationship to be whole, yeah, with Jesus, but yeah. not with another person. Because another person's always going to let you down. Because mm-hmm. people are imperfect. Exactly. Yeah, that's actually so nice to hear. Because I just did the podcast I recorded before this one. It, she was talking about all these, like all this different like relationship advice because she's engaged and yeah. getting married, um, and the day for my birthday. And so, she like she was giving all this really good advice, but I was thinking like it doesn't really apply to me. Yeah. You know, and um, and it's great if you're in a relationship or like you know that's something that you like desire one day, which that is something I think almost everyone desires. Yeah. Um, but I'm like it doesn't apply to me right now. So that was really good. I'm like yeah. taking that. I'm taking notes. I'm like yes. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. That's, Listen. Straight up, like, first of all, any time that you ever hear, like, a relationship sermon or people are talking about relationships, one, take it with a grain of salt because not every relationship is perfect. Um, There are a ton of flaws because when two people come together to, like, start to create a life together, like, there's going to be just a ton of complications and issues that come up. Um, But also, I just would remember that... Again, being in a relationship doesn't make you whole. It doesn't make you any better of a person. Um, but also, it's good to keep in the toolbox for later on. But And it may not apply to you right now, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, but always, like, and you can keep it in the back of your brain. But even with, like, any sort of relationship advice, yes, it's great. But also, don't get too bogged down with the fact that you're not in a relationship. Because I promise you, it is not the end-all, be-all. And you're not ever going to, like, we were talking about sanctification earlier, of you never arrive in life until you die, straight up. But I think sometimes, especially living in the South, um, my leg is falling asleep, sorry. Um, (laughs) I feel like growing up in the South, especially, and especially, like, even in the Bible Belt, um, where if you're not married, people talk about it a lot, um, Thanksgiving. Where's your boyfriend? Oh my gosh! Do you have a boyfriend yet? Exactly. Listen, what's wrong with you? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> first of all, there's nothing wrong with you for not having a boyfriend. Um, but it's you're not like going to be this complete person, and everything falls into place whenever you're married, because from all of my friends who are married, um, think there are just more problems because now you're coming together. Two people are coming together as one, and they have to fight against the world. Yeah. And so, again, just don't 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 dwell on the fact that you're not in a relationship right now because it's it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. I feel like with like Christian social media and all like the couples you see on TikTok and specifically like for me because I am like a big podcast listener, which makes yeah. no sense because. Anyways, with like Sadie Robertson and Christian yeah. Love, um, they they're like they seem so perfect, and yeah. like I know I know in my brain that they're not, yeah. but like you see pictures of them and you listen to them like speak to each other, and you're just like, wow, like I want that so bad, mm-hmm. and I feel like because everyone does get married so young, it like. And no, Christian media just makes you feel like unworthy because you are single. Yeah, and it wasn't. I felt that way 
like the for like most of my life once I realized like you know I wanted a boyfriend I was like why don't I have a boyfriend why don't I have a boyfriend why don't I have a boyfriend I wrote a book outdated I don't know if you read it it's so good if you haven't I'll bring it home for Christmas break and you should read it because it's freaking awesome perfect but he literally talks about dating now what it looks like what it should look like and how it actually looks because a lot of it (laughs) is, I think, for social media instead of what it's, yeah. it should actually be about. And then t- he kind of talks about how, like, your singleness is not, like, it's okay. Yeah. And it's completely okay. And so for some people, and I'm not saying that this is, like, specifically for us, but for some people, like, they're never going to get married. And that's yeah. just because God doesn't have that in the cards yeah. for you. And it doesn't make you, you know, any less unworthy than it yeah. makes Sadie Robertson because she is married. Y'all are still equal. Exactly. So I just think... Christian social media just kind of has, like, the whole thing, like, misconstrued. Um, How do you think that, like, Christian media of, like, marriage slash engagement has affected just your life? Like, what's your perception of it? Yeah, so, um, again, because, um, obviously, I'm surrounded by married people, I feel like, all the time. And it's, I'm not even kidding. I think there was one year, in 2019, um, I was invited to 10 weddings in, like, four months insane first of all how is that even possible i couldn't even go to all of them because one that is a lot of money just to even be a wedding guest because then you got to give them a gift and whatever um but they were people that i knew and because of social media i was seeing and i'm still seeing engagement after wedding after um I mean, all the time. And, like, now I'm getting into, like, the babies, too. Like, people trying to have kids. Oh, my gosh. And, like, that's just a whole thing. It's a whole other topic that I can't even fathom right now because that is just not where I'm at in life. Um, But for a long time, I was so, like, I, I was, it made me anxious because I wasn't there yet. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm not. I like, I'm not up to par with where they're at in life. Like I felt like life was this competition and this race that I was trying to beat everyone at, um, or that I was trying to seem like, oh yeah, we're neck and neck right now. Like I'm where I'm supposed to be when that's not the case at all. And everyone's life path looks so different than, um, their peers. And that's totally fine. Um, but I think, especially right now and like in the church, there are so many people who talk about um, being single and like, oh, you should find your person. Like everyone talks about it all the time. Like Mm -hmm. I always get questioned from my family, from girls in my small group, like, do you have a boyfriend? Like, why why aren't you dating anyone? Well, there, that's like kind of a loaded question. And so I'm like, I'm like that, that's just a lot, but it, used to just like really put me in a spot where I felt like God wasn't listening to the desires of my heart because I, I do desire to be married one day. Um, and so I was like, God, why are you not hearing what I'm saying? Like, I want a boyfriend. I don't understand why you're making me wait. Like everyone else is getting married. Um, I truly don't, like I don't see what you're doing. And so when that happened, um, I found myself in a very unhealthy relationship that I thought was like centered around Christ because I thought that he was a believer um, because he, um, you know, had served in church with me and it was, I was like, oh, this is great. Well, I think I had forced the relationship um, because the Lord, first of all, was completely removed out of that relationship and it was very unhealthy. Um, 
honestly, it was lustful and it just created a lot of like emotional like codependency and just a lot of unhealthy habits um, that formed there that I like pushed God out of because I was so ashamed with my actions because I had completely said, forget your plan. Like I'm going to go with mine because you're taking way too long um, for what I want. And whenever I did that, I experienced a lot of heartbreak and a lot of turmoil because I felt like my whole life had just like crumbled after that. Um, and so I felt like I have been in this rebuilding phase of trying to see where God's coming from of like, God has provisions for my life. As long as I follow them, then I'm not, I mean, I'm still going to experience heartbreak because it's life and like life is not perfect and we Mm -hmm. live in a broken world, but it's so much sweeter whenever I'm following in God's plan for my life versus me trying to make my own path. Because when I do that, I always fall short, always. Um, and so with like viewing Christian media, um, it's just been really now compared to then, um, I see it and I do like to make jokes. I'm like, Oh, that's disgusting. It's not, it's really sweet. I'm not in that season right now. So it's like, Oh, like that would be really nice. But, um, at the end of the day, I'm like, it's not my time right now. And that's totally okay. Um, And so if I do have any feelings of like uneasiness, whenever it comes to that, I just immediately have to give that to the Lord and be like, Hey, I'm really upset. I still don't understand. I need you to show me why I don't have a boyfriend right now, or I need you to like reveal yourself to me because I only want you and what you have for me. And I'm not trying to step out of your will for me because I've done that before and it hurt way too badly and I'm not trying to go down that path again so yeah I definitely agree with that and I think a big thing like for me recently Mm -hmm. has been like questioning like what's wrong with me yeah and that's like the worst part I think because Mm -hmm. you start thinking it's a you problem but it's actually not a problem at all yeah and like with me I feel like I'm always you know just like trying I'm always on like the hunt like I'm always like who's like I will literally and this is You've been praying about this, but I'll literally be sitting in church on a Wednesday night and be like, I wonder which one of these guys is going to be my husband. Listen, yes. <laughs> Gotta keep an eye out for Selena. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then whenever, like, I talk to somebody and then it, like, falls through or I ended up, like, they just end up not being, like, you know, equally yoked mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm always like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do yeah. I pick the bad ones? Or why doesn't he like me? Or why does, you know, why aren't I getting, like, swept up off my feet? Yeah. But it's not... It's not actually a you issue, and I think that's something a lot of people need to hear because it like it always feels like my fault. I'm like, well, maybe if I dress like this, or maybe if I yeah. look like this, or maybe if I, I don't know, maybe if I was more outgoing, or maybe if I was quieter, or you know, if I don't if need I'm to be... timid and meek and reserved. First of all, if that's your personality, that's great for you. It really is. I am <laughs> not that girl. I am so loud. Massive. I am. That's great for you. <laughs> Listen, it really is, and like. I'm saying it like it's sarcastic, but I I really, pinky promise, I didn't mean it that way. However, I am the opposite. I really am. Me like, too. I am loud and I'm outgoing. And, um, like, in college, my superlative all the time was dancing queen because I was, anytime music was on, I was, like, up and around obnoxious. <laughs> okay. 
But I, just on that note, sorry, I didn't mean to get no, off you're my good. little tangent, but Paul you're was single. Miss Dancing, <laughs> Miss Dancing Queen. Miss Dancing Queen. Miss Dancing Queen. Paul was single and like did so much work for the kingdom. And I think that if <sighs> Paul was married, all, not that his works would have diminished, but he probably wouldn't have done as much because he would have been his first priority, second priority, because his first one would have been the Lord. Second priority would have been his family. And so... There are like there are different reasons for different seasons, and so in singleness we have to. I mean, tis the tis the season, you tis know. Tis the season to be single. Facts, you're right. Liberation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like again, especially right now, if you are in college and you're listening to this and you're single. One, just know that you have so much time. So much time. You get to, like, literally, oh, I thought Ella was. (laughs) I thought you were laughing at her, and I was like, do I not have a lot of time? (laughs) Yes. Girl, you have so much time. Oh my gosh. Um, Just rose some many eyebrows. I'm dead. Anyways, if you are. Listening to this right now, and you're single, and you're in college, um, first of all, you've got a ton of time to do a lot of things. Like, whenever you get married and you start to have children, I always talk to moms at church, um, because I obviously work in student ministry, I've worked in kids and preschool for a long time, so I'm, I'm around a ton of moms a lot. And they always tell me, likely, like, cherish this season, because you won't have a ton of time by yourself because one, whenever you get married, if I do, and I always say if, and they're like, don't say that. When you do. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's if if, because the Lord does not guarantee us marriage. He doesn't. He just guarantees us that he will always love us. Um, But if I get married, you know, then I am taking some of that attention and I'm giving it to my husband. And then if I have children then there goes that attention there goes all that attention and so really cherish the season of singleness that you're in and don't i just keep saying don't dwell on it because all it's gonna do is cause a lot of anxiety to arise in you and it's gonna make and it's gonna make you seriously doubt god and his plan for you and again it's okay if you have doubt sometimes of God, like, and you're not understanding why things are going in a certain way. Um, but I think it's just a good thing and a good reminder to know that your singleness is not going to be wasted. In fact, you're going to like look back on these times, um, later on in the future, if you do get married and you do have children, you know, and all of your time is taken up, you can think I did a lot whenever I was single because I had the time to. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think because you're not, you know, like, tied down, which is, like, for lack of better words. Oh, ball and train. Yeah, if you're, when you're not tied down, you definitely have more time to, like, devote to, like, your personal relationship with yes. the Lord. And I think, because I, just because I know myself, I know that if I do get a boyfriend and if I do get married, I'm going to be pretty, like, wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just going to be, like, going to want to be something that I devote a lot of time to, I know that I will 
not necessarily cut back my time with the Lord, but I won't like be nurturing that relationship as much as I should because I just know myself. So I think like now if I build a really, really strong relationship, that won't ever like go away. Yeah. And I'll be able to, I'll be in habit of like that just being like my yes. life. And um, hopefully if that's just, you know, something that I do and like is a part of my life, then mm-hmm. I will meet somebody that is it's also like that. So it's yeah. not like, I don't know, like for me, like I like to spend like my quiet time, which I hate saying that because I feel like it sounds like I just live this perfect little life and I'm no, in quiet time with okay. Jesus. But um, like I like to have like just my time where I like sit there and just read the Bible and talk to talk to old boy. And, and drink um, your coffee. And drink my co- coffee with Kels. Oh, Ella was telling me earlier I needed to open a coffee shop and call it Coffee with Kels. I was like, imagine people going there and being like, yeah, I'm going with, to Coffee with Kels. That'd be so fun. They, I like, love it. I feel like I should, maybe. Slay. One day. Slay. But anyways, um, like I wouldn't want, because I know some men get a little like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, get so, like, wrapped up in, like, the amount of attention they get. Like, they act like it's yes. girls, but it's definitely them, too. Like, I wouldn't want him to be affected by the time I'm going to spend on myself and with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So I want him to be just as devoted as me. Equally yoked. Yes. And the thing about that, too, is, um, like you said, you want to be able to create... You want First of all, you want to be able to create um, disciplined habits. I'm not... That doesn't even sound right. You can cut that out. Um, that does sound right. It didn't sound right. Disciplined habits. Well, no habits means you, like if. Yeah. You want to create you, habits. You, you want you want to establish yourself as being very disciplined when it comes to your relationship with the Lord, and whenever, um, and especially right now because you have a ton of time because you're not worried about another person and their emotions and their feelings. Um, you get to really take this time to work on yourself and to um, be the person that you would want your future husband to be married to. Um, I think a lot of the times, like like you said, you um, when we get into relationships, we can get really wrapped up in the idea of being in the relationship and being wrapped up in that person um, if we are not centered and rooted in Christ. And so really taking the time to be in the Word daily, um, actively praying not just once a day but like throughout the day um and always focusing your thoughts and your soul in the lord is imperative right now in this season especially when you think of like if your ultimate goal is marriage one you should be praying about this every day like pray for your future spouse pray for yourself in your future relationship and your future marriage um but also be praying that you that the Lord is preparing you for the next phase of life um, because you don't want to go into it blind. You know, you don't want to go into it unprepared and then have to learn the hard way, um, which, again, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. <laughs> and we're like, like, this, is all, this is all guessing, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you got to be the one to find the one. That's what I've always told yes, myself. Yes, exactly. Be the one to find the one. That's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. Yeah, it's good. Well, that's, I was, it's in that outdated book. It's such a good book. Like, it's so good. Because he talks about how, like, you, you need to be better than the person you want to marry. Like, yes. you, like, is it, like, obviously you want to be equally yoked, but, like, you want to be their, like, dream person. Because, yes. you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how that works. So in order... not And I'm not talking about, like, looks and appearance. Like, your heart needs to be in the right place. Yeah. So you have to be 
you know, you have to be good. Yeah, and you want to be as aligned with, you want to be like straight up, like you and Jesus are thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't refer to <laughs> Jesus as a thief. <laughs> Yeah, Blakely and Jesus are thick as thieves. Yeah, so. we sh- we really are, honestly. Mm-hmm. What a sleigh! What a <laughs> what a Christmas time sleigh! What a Christmas time sleigh! But um, yeah, no, that was definitely something that I like had like that was a heart check for me. Whenever I read that in the book, I was like, I'm not the one. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not right. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not who I would want my future husband to be married to. No. But also remember, ladies, it's not your job to find the one. He's going to pursue and, you. And guys, honestly, too, though, like, allow the Lord to bring your person to you and don't seek it out because when you seek on your own, I promise you, you will end up on the other side of the spectrum with... Do you know something really crazy? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I was looking at, like, the percentage of, like, guy-to-girl viewers for, like, Coffee with Kellis. It is 78% guys. Interesting. I feel like this is very, like, much a girl's thing, but it's not. It is 78% male. Nice. And 2% of the listeners are above the age of 65. And there's and there's a t- and 2% of them are from Singapore. Oh, wow. Interesting. I was surprised by the amount of, like, guys, though. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Wow. I love that. I feel like it's good, though, because you're hearing, like, a girl's point of view. Absolutely. Instead of, like... Because, I mean, I feel like male media, and this is a whole other thing, but male media is so toxic. Oh, my gosh. Andrew yes. Tate. That I can't talk about it. I I have to pray about my my hate towards him. And I don't hate anyone. But I have a really strong visceral reaction when it comes to that name. Me too. I shan't even <laughs> speak of it. I shan't even speak the name. <laughs> what a hole what in my sock. What are you doing? <laughs> Ella has lots of holes in her okay, sock. My dog. My dog. My Why dog ain't my socks. My dog, like, ate thieves. And what I are you wanted, showing us? I wanted to bring her love to college with me. They made Ella cherry coke. So that's why I'm wearing this off. That's funny. But, yeah, I feel like male media is, like, so toxic. And it's it teaching is. them, like, all these toxic traits. And then, like, girl media is like, you need a boyfriend. But none of these men are boyfriend material because that's what they're ingesting. Yeah. Or... Or it's like on the other end, it's like, do whatever you want to. And it's like, well, if you do that, then you're just like leading into a life um, and path of heartbreak. And Mm -hmm. especially with like, I could, oh my gosh, I could really go into the whole like friends with benefit situations, like hookup culture. It's so toxic and you will always leave whatever situation you're in unfulfilled, upset, heartbroken. Always, always. Don't. Okay. This is. Girls, ladies, 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 stop investing so much in people that don't care about you and aren't going to pursue you and aren't pursuing the Lord. Because if you if you're trying to follow the Lord, He's not leading you there. No, heck that, no. That's your own agenda. So if stop. He's willing to use you for your body, but isn't willing to be seen with you in public, maybe maybe that is a big maybe. red flag. That is like a stop turn around if like beware like danger sign beware of dog straight up beware of of rabid dog (laughs) honestly yeah no i feel dirty dog i and also just like snapchat makes me so angry yeah i feel like i'm really growing up because i've started giving guys my phone number instead of my snapchat of you and it forces them to like and i also am now getting to the point where i'll say like don't text me call me proud of you that's good 
Also, if you're a male and you're listening to this, call her. Uh, first of all, I hate that I just said male. If you're a guy listening to this, <laughs> if you're a man, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a guy listening to this and you are like, hey, can I have your Snapchat? Honestly, just throw stuff in the trash. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> you're canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm like, if your main form of communication is Snapchat, um, that is a red flag. Girl. Literally, grow up. Grow up. Like, (laughs) we live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) Chronically online. (laughs) We live in a society where men think sending you pictures back and forth all day is like... Talking. Gag. What? Puke. What did you say before that? Talking. Talking. Oh, yeah. No. If we're sending pictures of our foreheads back and forth, we are not. We are not even friends. No. We're not even acquaintances. I just know your forehead really well. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. I can. Big volcanic pimple growing on there. Yeah, yeah I literally am it. like counting the wrinkles in your forehead as yeah. we speak. So if. And I know there's some men listening to this because I have. 76%. 76%. Oh, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's literally insane. No, I when I because I read it for earlier when I was with Ellen, I was like, but also remember, if you wanted to, you would like, and I think that goes both ways. Um, like if a guy actually liked you, he would make an effort. Like the amount of guy friends that I've had talk to me about previous flings, and they've been like, well, he doesn't care about you. Like he just wants one thing from you, and I'm like, oh. Really? Because I built up this whole scenario in my head that he, like, actually wanted me. And they're like, but he doesn't because he isn't making an effort. Like, if he's not actively trying to see you and he is not show, and like, also remember, words and actions are so different. There's Um, a huge difference. And I don't remember, I don't, I said this to somebody and it may not even have been anybody that I live with, but like, words are so easy. I could say all the right things and I can make somebody think something because of my words. <laughs> but if I'm not acting on it, I don't mean them. Exactly. So he could be like, "I want to see you. You're so cute." But if he's not actually seeing you and saying that to your face and doing things that make you actually believe that, yeah. And that goes along it. too with if he's sitting here talking up a big game about how he loves the Lord, but you don't see it in his actions. Flee. Beware of dog. Literally, uh, but actually, beware. Like, flee from that. Like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I really do. I'm like, don't, like, if you're going to sit here and literally, like, talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk, I don't want it. Look how loud we've gotten so far. <laughs> sometimes it just, I'm like, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> we just get a little passionate sometimes. But no, I definitely feel like boys these days, y'all need to step it up. Straight up. But also, I'm like, girls, let's not have unrealistic expectations. No, yeah, effort does not mean he's... Ella. Um, period! I cannot... That's my podcast episode. Well, I'm just gonna... I'll talk about it, but we can talk... We can talk in depth about it. But, like, effort is not him coming to your door with flowers to apologize because he made you upset. Um, period. Effort is an apology. Yeah. Thank you. And consistency, honestly. Like, and actually doing better. If they apologize, if they apologize but don't fix it, that's a whole other thing. But if they apologize and they actually do better. Yeah. Don't set unrealistic, 
unrealistic expectations because at the end of the day, as much as I hate to admit it, boys aren't actually as smart as we think they are. All right, Peter, all the coffee with Kels listeners. Rip. Okay. Slay. Anyways. Okay, Blakely, now that we're done roasting men, any last thoughts? <laughs> like, the whole thing was so deep, and they were like, actually, no, we hate them. Uh, actually, I'm done. Actually, I'm not okay with being single, and actually, actually, God's plan, and actually. Okay, any, any final thoughts? Um, uh, Pieces of advice to leave them with. Yeah. Um... I would say that, again, I just feel like I keep harping on it of don't sit here and compare your life path to others um, just because you are in a relationship right now. Um, your singleness does not define you. And if it is defining you, maybe have a really big come to Jesus meeting um, with yourself. And, and Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> Let Jesus be in the middle of that. No, because it's me. Hi. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Here's where right now. <laughs> Bleeding. <laughs> Blood. Um, Blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, now I'm going to... That's what we're putting... <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Ella is delusional. <laughs> so delirious. I'm so tired. You literally slept in so late. Um, I would say that my last piece of advice is that your singleness does not define you. Um, and if you are finding yourself... Um, comparing what your life looks like and what you lack to others, um, I would for sure take that to the Lord because he is ultimately where you're going to find comfort, where you're going to find peace, and where you're going to find your identity. Um, Because being in a relationship um, is not the end-all be-all. And being single is okay. It is not a disease um, and it's something that should be celebrated. Um, and it just means that your life path looks differently right now. So that's, that's all I have to say. Alrighty. Well, I agree. That's so good. And there's nothing wrong with you. That's, I wish somebody no. would like scream at me. There's nothing wrong with you. So yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you Blakely for coming on. I had so much fun roasting the men and <laughs> not, what are you <laughs> I had so much fun. Thanks for having me on. Please keep Blakely's laugh in there. (laughs) 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 All right. Make sure you guys follow. And um, yeah, have a good day. Goodbye. Hey, y'all. It's Kels. And uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I realized there wasn't much of an outro, but I did want to add that I am looking for more guests to start off 2023 with. So if you're interested at all, you can go to my Instagram at yourstrulykels or the at coffee w kels um instagram and there's an application in my link tree um i would love to have you on if you're passionate at all about spreading the gospel or even just telling your story or if you just are a good time so yeah i just want to put that out there in case you're interested i hope you have a lovely day i love you jesus loves you and goodbye